Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, August 11th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Representative Jackie Walarski's funeral is later today. We've got a look back at her life. Number two, gas prices are falling, but there's still a big problem for Democrats on food and housing prices. And number three, our latest look around the horn at political ads. All right, Jake, let's get to it. This morning, uh, there's going to be a large contingent of members and others coming from Washington to Indiana for Representative Jackie Walarski's funeral later today. That's right. Uh, This funeral is in Granger, Indiana, uh, which is uh, in obviously in Walarski's congressional district. Um, and uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is speaking at the funeral um, today. And uh, this, kind of, interestingly enough, there's the House Sergeant at Arms, so meaning the House of Representatives is flying a plane which is expected to be full of members of Congress to take people to the service, and I believe bring them back this evening to the Capitol. Um, you know, the interesting thing, Anna, uh, and I think we've talked a little bit about this before, is that, you know, the way the tragic, very tragic way Walorski uh, died, and, and along with her two staffers, Emma Thompson and Zachary Potts, I mean, this was not this is not unfamiliar to many people who work on Capitol Hill, right? I mean, driving from event to event in uh, August recess is kind of you know, it's just kind of standard operating procedure for. Um, for a lot of members of the House, members of the Senate who, you know, spend the August recess in the district. I mean, uh, Emma was from what lived in was a Washington person, not a from Pennsylvania, not from Indiana. So had flown out there, obviously, to be with Walorski, her boss, during the August recess. Um, and so it, it's just it's just a, a familiar it's a familiar kind of march for um for members of Congress and their aides, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's so tragic. Wolarski was only 58 years old, um, born and raised in South Bend, to your point, um, you know, on the kind of doing that district, um, you know, you know, work, which is what members of Congress do when uh, the the House is in out of session and it's that kind of August time to meet with constituents to try to, you know, make sure that they are out on the ground. And uh, I think when you when you hear this, it's I mean, you and I have covered a lot of these kinds of August recesses and going to events with members. Certainly a lot of staff, that is what they do. They kind of turn their attention, particularly ahead of an election uh, to making sure that their boss and that they're kind of covering all of the ground that they have to. A lot of members go to every single you know county, right? They they promise to do that uh, to make sure that they are you know keeping in touch with their constituents. Key work uh, that comes as being a member of of, of Congress. I want to just uh, talk a little bit about Walorski's you know kind of just her background and her bio. Um, you know she came to Washington after being a TV reporter, after being a Christian missionary in Romania, um, entering 
politics in 2010 uh, when she lost, but then in 2012, she won. She was a member of the Powerful Ways and Means Committee. uh, And as we've talked a lot on here, was a really well-liked member, uh, a trusted advisor to uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who tapped her uh, as ranking member on the Ethics Committee at the beginning of this Congress. Um, you know, and this her, her funeral comes after the the funeral of Emma Thompson's, um, which was held in Wednesday in John, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. She was only a 28 year old uh, graduate of George Washington University. The other aide, uh, Zach Potts, who also died in the car crash, is his funeral will be taking place Saturday in Three Oaks, Michigan. Potts was only 27 first joining Walarsi's staff as field representative in late 2018, uh, later becoming the district director as well as St. Joseph County GOP chair. So just a tragic um, accident all around that, you know, these kind of these funerals are happening over the August recess. Yeah, absolutely horrible. it, it, It defies defies words. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning, uh, a look at the economy. So gas obviously was a bright spot yesterday for the Biden administration where numbers are dipping below the $4 gallon as a lot of Americans are heading out uh, on uh, for, for the last bit of summer vacation or returning as kids come back to school. But there still wasn't all sunshine for the Biden administration yesterday. Housing and food spikes really hit hard um, compared Compared to even just a, f- a few months ago, yeah. The interesting um, uh, dynamic here, yes. Yeah, so gas prices uh, dip below four dollars a gallon, which is something that the administration is going to spend a lot of time talking about today. President Joe Biden's on vacation in uh, uh, Kiwa Island, South Carolina, a great place, by the way, with some great golf. <laughs> uh, um, maybe we'll, we'll, the Punchball News team will take a vacation there, and I, don't, I like that little I don't, side trip. We start just doing vacation tips. <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, the so the administration is going to spend a lot of time talking about this, and um, the uh, inflation, the cool off of inflation, was driven at least in part by by falling energy prices. Um, which is good and bad. It's good inflation's down, but energy prices, as we all know, are pretty volatile. So inflation could go back up should energy prices um, uh, a spike once again. But listen, I, I firmly believe, Anna, that it is energy prices and food prices that will, uh, if, if you're looking at economic indicators, you're looking at economic statistics and data, If you're looking to kind of understand what's going to happen in November, those are the two things that hit most Americans, you know, hit Americans closest or more or most, um, I guess the best way to say it is um, people feel that, (laughs) right? Those are things that people are dealing with every single day um, and everyone is dealing with it every single day. Um, while housing prices, a lot of people deal with, but some people own homes and they're locked into long-term mortgage rates and they're not dealing with the fluctuations of, of rental markets or whatever, but everybody practically is dealing with food prices and with gas prices in some way, shape or form. So that 
I think is the great kind of equalizer in this economic data. And the bigger problem, I, I think, uh, the big one of the bigger problems is that the administration can do very little to impact those prices. Um, obviously, gas price, the, the administration has released uh, more than a, a million barrels of oil a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve for 125 million barrels so far, uh, which has theoretically eased gas prices. Um, but that's about it, right? I mean, that's pretty much all the administration can and is willing to do to keep gas prices low. So I, I think those are two very important economic indicators. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the you know, I think gas prices go down. That's a very good sign for the administration. They're going to take as much credit, whether it's the credit that they deserve to be taking or not. But I do think, to your point, the other thing that is a great equalizer for everyone really is the price of food, right? Everyone needs to eat. Everyone goes to the store. Everyone buys their milk or their eggs or their bread or you know whatever they're eating. And if you look at the fact that the grocery prices have are up more than 13%, on a year-to-year -year basis, that is going to be, that's a tough thing to swallow, right? The cost of eggs has soared 38%, uh, according to the most recent de data, you know, I mean, prices of other goods have jumped. Flowers up 22.7%, chicken 17.6%, milk 15.6%. I mean, that's that's not a de minimis amount, right? I mean, that is something when your paycheck is the same, uh, you know, as it was six months ago or a year ago, and you're looking, it's just not going as far. And so that I think is going to be the hard thing for Democrats in particular, uh, right, even more so to your point than the housing notes, but is that, you know, just in terms of, you know, if do you feel like your life is better today or, you know, after Joe Biden has two years in office, that's going to be a big question. How Democrats are able to answer that uh, is, is going to be one that I assume they're going to face a lot on the campaign trail. Yeah, absolutely. And again, something that everyone you're right, something that every single person feels. All right, let's uh, move on to the number three story of the morning. A quick look around on the campaign trail. Uh, we've got some interesting new ads that are out there. Representative Val Demings, Democrat from Florida, who's, of course, challenging Marco Rubio. Uh, the senator from Florida in that Senate race is ta has talked a ton, Jake, about how she is was in law enforcement, kind of burnishing her credentials there. Uh, but now there's a new Rubio NRSC ad featuring law enforcement officers criticizing Demings. It's running statewide. Interesting to see how each of them are trying to take that uh, the, the higher hand when it comes to being for uh, police and, and, and police funding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, De this is Deming's calling card that she is a, a former law enforcement agent. And um, this is Marco Rubio trying to uh, at least neutralize that. I mean, I, I think that um, the people, most Democrats that we've spoken to, uh, believe that uh, this is a tough one for for Democrats to win. I mean, Florida is not a is not as much a purple state as it once was. It's much more of a red state, uh, and I think that's going to be a um, it's just going to be a tough one. Although Demings is a is raising a lot of money. I mean, the the money in this race is going to be crazy. Plus, you expect some outside money here. Uh, but Demings has on hand, I'm looking this up in real time, Anna, so wait for it, wait for it. She has... We need some sound effects. <laughs> yeah, she's got... She reported in, in July 12.5 million on hand and has raised this cycle 
43 million dollars so i mean it's a lot of a lot of money in this race um and she spent 31 million dollars so she has 12 and a half million dollars on hand that's that's a, a pile of money and she's and she stayed it's it's interesting she stayed very close with rubio on uh the money game rubio uh reported 14 and a half million dollars on hand so very close with the incumbent senator all right quick thing before we let you go just want to of course note that tomorrow uh, the House is going to be voting on the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, and and uh, thanks to this four-vote cushion, House Democrats cannot lose many members uh, when it comes to this $700 billion-plus package. But one of the things that we have been tracking, and I think is part of the morning newsletter, is very going to be very, very interesting to see is how many members actually show up during this August recess. Of course, in the House, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has extended uh, the ability for members to vote by proxy. Interminably. She's extended it for what seems like forever. And right now, this is a pretty interesting statistic. 143 members have sent letters to the House clerk indicating that they will be voting by proxy. A $700 billion bill, and most people, uh, at least a quarter of the House has indicated they may or may not. We have to see if they actually do it. This just gives them the ability to do it, but has indicated they may not show up. I will not be reporting by proxy, Anna. I will be in the Capitol, despite my desire to be on a golf course somewhere. I am going to be in the Capitol. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review or share the Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe. <laughs>